We set the scene. Breakfast show. (laughs) Should we set the scene? Yeah, we can set the scene. Um, So we were going to do one episode, but things have slightly derailed because something has occurred. And in the in an effort to sort of be open and um, spontaneous, we're going to go with what happened. So why don't we talk about it? Yeah. So I want to say first that, well, okay. Here's what happened. Vio Atlanta this weekend was absolutely awesome, wonderful. And one thing I love about it is I feel like there is an open dialogue and an exchange of ideas that happens when you get all voice actors together in a room. Um, And we can talk to each other face to face and we can see each other and we can hug each other and we can talk about things that really matter to us. And we can, you know, just just speak without having to have our words written on the internet and you know, misconstrued because you can't hear tone, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's wonderful. I and I think it's so necessary because our industry changes so quickly and and everything is all just who knows what's happening with us all the time in voiceover. Yeah. Um but I spoke on a I, I was on a panel with J. Michael Collins, um, and Paul Strickwerda and uh Armin Hirschstetter and uh, Rolf Feldman and Alice Everdeen. Alice Everdeen is a talent who was featured um, in a few articles about the fact that she earned, and I think I think in the article it said something like $100,000 on Fiverr. Mm. And she has retrofitted a bus and she drives around the country and she's doing voiceover and she's amazing and talented and wonderful and positive and it was great. J. Michael Collins asked me, um, and and the panel, but specifically me, if I thought that the way the voiceover industry um, reacts to Fiverr, specifically, if you don't know, we all know because we're in the voiceover industry mostly, the negative feelings about Fiverr, if I thought that it was similar to the way that voice actors who um, started with agents before online casting treated people who joined online casting sites in the 2010s. And if we as an industry were in danger of alienating an entire group of new voice actors by saying that they are, that they're tearing our industry down and if we were elitist and if we're in danger of alienating them. And I said, yes. And I also added that it is my goal and the goal of NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors, of which I am vice president, to embrace all people who do voiceover for a living. Mm. Everyone. It doesn't matter where you got that job. If you got the job from Fiverr, Voice123, your agent, direct marketing, it does not matter. We at Nava do not support any specific platform. We are union agnostic. We don't support one way of working over another, but we do support voice actors 
in every single shape and form they come in. Mm. And that, I think, is the beauty of Nava, is that we're trying to embrace and include everyone who does this for a living. And educate our members, regardless of what stage they're in in their voiceover career. Educate them about uh, rates. Educate Educate them about standards for for synthetic voices and jobs and and all of that but the point is we're embracing everyone so there's that (laughs) today something happened that really really made me like very sad (laughs) um and that's that paul strickwerda who i admire and I mean, I hugged him so many times over the weekend because I feel that his blog does so much good for our industry. And he he's a beautiful writer and he um, he has brought to light things that I was unaware of. And he he just does so many good things. He decided to make a post today and post a video telling everyone that he will not be joining Nava because of what I said on that AI panel, specifically calling me out by name and specifically calling, you know, posting the Nava logo and saying he's not joining for that reason. And the thing that makes me sad about it, most sad, is not, I mean, he can have any opinion he wants and that's absolutely fine. And if he wants to join or not, that is completely up to him. And we will support him if he wants to join. If he doesn't want to join, that's totally fine. The thing that really hurts me is that I thought we had a better relationship than that. And I thought that that this weekend, when I was talking to him about these issues one-on-one, and, and we were talking about music, and we were talking about all kinds of things, I thought that he would have at least reached out to me personally Mm. before posting something like that publicly. And it just feels so, um, it just feels very, I feel blindsided kind of. And I totally stand by what I said. I'm not advocating for Fiverr. I don't think Fiverr is, I don't think Fiverr is like a good site at all. (laughs) I don't stand by people working for $5. I, I don't, I want everyone to make a great wage. But I also said, you know, like there are places where you, you, it's good to just get a little bit of experience and then you move on to charging better rates. I think that's a part of our industry that happens whether Fiverr exists or not. But I just feel really, I feel really, I don't know, blindsided. And it makes me sad because I I felt this great connection to all of these people and to Paul specifically. And then to have him do that without reaching out to me at all just feels really hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering how much work you and Tim put into Nava and are doing this for no other reason than to try and advocate for voice actors. <laughs> There's no yeah. ulterior motive here. You're not making money from this thing. So... Yeah, it's a shame. I'm going to reach out to Paul and ask if we can play the audio from the video that he posted alongside this. So um, if he says yes, you're going to hear that now. Okay, this is post-production Jamie jumping in here. I just wanted to give Paul a little intro here um, because he sent me a message. He said 
You have my permission to use the full audio from my video. As with anything I put on social media, I don't post things hoping people will agree with me. I post things to entice my followers to think for themselves and make up their own mind on the topics I cover. OK, I think I'm going to say this out loud. After VoiceOver Atlanta, I was going to join NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors, but I have changed my mind. But Paul... Isn't this new association a good thing? Mean they got us health insurance? They've published a rider to protect us from selling our soul to AI? They organize classes for members about contracts and running a business? And I agree. Those things are wonderful. And in a way, NAVA does what I had always hoped that Volvo would do. But on, but one thing really pissed me off last week that made me decide to put my membership on hold. I was on a panel about pay-to-plays last Saturday, and so was the co-founder and vice-president of NAVA, Karen Guilfrey. J. Michael Collins moderated, and he wanted to know what we thought of Fiverr.com. You know Fiverr, right? Alice Averdeen, one of the panelists, was apparently making tons of money on the platform, so it couldn't be that bad, could it? Could this even be a new model for our business? Well, Karen did not disagree... She may not have spoken on behalf of NAVA, but from everything she said, she wasn't opposed to the platform that allows people to work for less than minimum wage. The platform that takes 20% of every dollar you earn. The platform that's populated by amateurs who are worth every penny of the $5 they charge. On Fiverr, anyone with an iPhone is now a professional photographer. Anyone with a Mac computer is now a designer, and anyone with a Yeti microphone is now a voiceover artist. Yeah, that's the place I want to belong to. But Paul Sweet, Alice Averdeen, makes tens of thousands of dollars on Fiverr. She even did a presentation at VoiceOver Atlanta. Well, to be honest, I think Alice is kind of exceptional. Just because she makes good money on Fiverr doesn't mean everyone does. With so many providers on the platform, undercutting is the name of the game. Let's see who can do more for even less. Sorry, but I'd rather do less for more. Listen, I totally accept that there is room for a dollar store in our market, but shouldn't we strive for something better so people can make at least a living wage to be able to afford the health insurance Nava just negotiated? Karn Gilfrey stopped shining shit. Fiverr is built on exploitation of those it claims to serve, misleading buyers and ripping off sellers. So, I've said it. You may not like it, you may not agree with me, but I've said it and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. So the first thing that he references in terms of what you were talking about is actually the interaction with Alice Everdeen. Alice, as you said, has done very well on Fiverr. She's a very talented voice actor. And the argument is that if she's doing well, the site isn't bad. What is what is your response to that? What would you say to that? Yeah, um, that <laughs> I again, I do not, I do not advocate for Fiverr. I don't like the idea that people are earning five dollars for a job that should pay more, and I don't think that one person's success means that that the site is not problematic in many ways. Um, the site is problematic in many, many ways. Um, one thing I think that's problematic about it is it, it has a, a branding problem. It has a name problem. Mm -hmm. um, Fiverr implies that every job is $5. And the truth is you can get 
work done on Fiverr for $5. In fact, I've seen many voice actors go to Fiverr to have their logos done for $5, Um, (laughs) which is, I don't know, is that hypocritical? I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You do you, what you can afford for your business, I guess. But, um, But the truth is the people that do well on Fiverr are charging... Uh, industry, a lot of times, industry standard rates or close to it Mm. because you can charge whatever you want. And just to note, sites like Voice123 and Voices.com, they allow jobs for $100 (laughs) less. You can can do a budget negotiable, um, which means that they could pay you $5 if they wanted to. Um, You can do a a job that's for free. So... Just because someone's doing well doesn't mean the site is okay. I have I have many problems with the site itself. Yeah. But I also see I also see where it can fit in the larger industry. And I don't want to make people who are on Fiverr feel like they're not accepted in our community because they're on Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not choosing to discriminate, that doesn't by definition mean that you are in support of Fiverr. Exactly. Also, yeah. it's a very small point here, but Comparing it to minimum wage isn't very accurate because minimum wage is an hourly fee. When you're on yeah. Fiverr, it's a per job fee. You could do 10 jobs in an hour. So that, that doesn't really make any sense to do that. With regard to talent choosing to go the Fiverr route, there are some people out there that market their coaching or whatever it is that they're selling as how to make X amount of dollars on Fiverr and then promising a certain return. Obviously, no one in this room (laughs) is advocating that. Um, Just like in any sort of capitalistic situation, there are people at the top, there are people in the middle, and there are people at the bottom. And the vast majority are in the middle to bottom, mainly bottom. So it's important to recognize that, you know, just because Alice is doing really well, for every one Alice, there's X amount of people who are earning very, very little. So that's the truth of Fiverr. That's actually the truth of the voiceover industry as a whole based on the survey that you guys have been working on the last few years um putting someone up as a representative as a fiverr talent who is at the very top is that misrepresenting fiverr as a whole should we have a a more broad spectrum of fiverr talent at these kinds of events i think we do have a broad spectrum of fiverr talent at these events i think There are so many voice actors who are on Fiverr, Mm. but who are afraid to admit that they use Fiverr because of the way the voiceover industry treats people who are on Fiverr. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can think of at least five or six different talents who hosted panels, were on panels and taught classes who I know for a fact are on Fiverr and using Fiverr, but they don't speak about it publicly, Mm. who were hosting panels, et cetera, at VO Atlanta. And, you know, I talk about this all the time, but to me, transparency about what we're doing and what we what we're actually doing and not just what we say we're doing online is the only way forward for the voiceover industry and for voice actors. Yeah. The people who and this goes for everything. The people who say Fiverr is terrible, but they're really on they're on Fiverr. The people who say um, you should be union, absolutely be union, but then they're doing a bunch of non-union work off the card 
in secret. Mm. Um, the people who are telling you direct marketing is the way to go, but they're they're not earning very much money from direct marketing. The people who are telling you that pay to play is the way to go, but they're not earning a lot of money from pay to play sites. Yeah. Like all of those people, I just really dislike when we're not open about what we're actually doing. And I try to live my life in a way that is open in every single aspect. Mm. Um, I'm not on Fiverr. I don't have a profile on Fiverr. But if I did, I would tell you about it. Yeah. I don't support Fiverr again, but I would never tell a person who's on Fiverr that that is the wrong way to be a voice actor because there are so many ways to be a voice actor. I would educate them about the rates that they could be getting, industry standard rates. I would educate them about the union rates that they could be getting if they became union and everything else in between. But I would never tell someone that the way that they're doing something is wrong. Yeah. Because I don't have that authority. (laughs) Well, I mean, when I started, I started in 2009. I set up a profile on Voices.com. It was like a monthly fee at that point. You could just sign up and pay by the month. And it was very little, you know, barrier to entry. And I booked a gig. It was like 150 bucks, I think. I was blown away. I was like, that's the, that's the easiest 150 bucks I've ever earned. And it was just mind-blowing, and it got me in. You know, it, <laughs> it snared me in. And I'm no longer on Voices.com. Say what you like about Voices.com. Just doesn't, that's not part of my career at this point. So are the people who are starting out in this industry charging less than, quote-unquote, industry standard rates, harming the industry? Are they harming your career or my career right now? I don't think so. And this is what I said on the panel. I think there is room for the dollar store. There's room for Target and there's room for Tiffany's. Mm, And the same person might go to all three different places and shop at all three different places for different moments in their life. I might shop at the dollar store when I need to get, you know, I might buy a ring at the dollar store when I need to get party bag rings for my daughter's birthday party. I might buy a ring at Target if I think it's really cute and I just want to wear it like for fashion. And I might buy a ring at Tiffany's if I'm going to propose to someone. Mm -hmm. There are all different reasons why you might shop at different places. And the dollar store does not devalue Tiffany's. No. And the dollar store doesn't devalue Target. They all have their place. And when I started in the industry, I started on acx.com, the audiobook site, and I was recording books for royalty share, which is literally zero dollars up front. Yeah. And I recorded like 30 books in my first year, and my royalty check for all 30 books combined was like $25 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So how much did I work for, <laughs> you know? But the point was not oh, you know, I, I, um, need to earn a, I need to earn industry standard rates. I needed experience. I needed real-world experience in a job that had stakes. Yeah. And if you're just in a class and your teacher gives you an assignment to record, you know, a paragraph of this, that, or the other, if you don't do it, like, you're, it's, you're, you might get in trouble in your class, but... It's not the same stakes as this is my client. 
I need to record this job and send back the audio in the specs that they want. I need to make sure that my home studio sounds fantastic because this is actually going to be a finished product. It's just different. Mm. And I honestly was not worth industry standard rates when I started. Yeah. I wasn't. I was terrible. We were all terrible when we started. Well, I, no, except for you, Jamie, I, no, I was, you were I was dreadful. No, I was no, no. Dreadful. You know, we were all terrible. And, and I would have felt if someone said to me, I'm going to pay you $400 for this one minute explainer video, I would have taken the job, but I would have been not worth $400. Oh yeah. 100%, 100%. Because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't know the difference between an MP3 and a wave file mm. when I started. And that, you know, when you pay me industry standard rates, you pay me for quality, for industry standard quality. Yeah. And if you're not up to that quality, then you need more experience. And where are you going to get that experience? Except on a site like maybe, not advocating for them, but maybe ACX for royalty share or maybe Fiverr. Yeah. And, you know, to get to that 10,000 hours, which is not really real, but... um you, that's made up of a whole bunch of things. That is coaching, that is going to conferences, that is listening to podcasts, that is doing all the homework that you need to do, but also growing your client base, growing your experience behind the mic, doing the first tentative live sessions. Back in the day, it was going to castings and reading in front of people. What constitutes those 10,000 hours is a whole bunch of stuff. Not And actually what I think is very dangerous for talent is and I see this a lot. And I actually, when I coach, I encourage people to just get stuck in ASAP um, mm -hmm. because there's only so much you can learn theoretically. The rubber has to hit the road at a certain point. And if you are brand new with no experience and your website is totally bare and you don't have a ton of money for super slick demos, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And yeah, maybe it's Fiverr, maybe it's Upwork, maybe it's any of the other kind of platforms that that do this. I think people have been working for cheap when they're early in their career for time immemorial, you know. I mean, what's an internship? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know the, the other thing is Paul said, um, and everyone said on that panel, really, that they think Alice is really exceptional. And she is absolutely exceptional. She's she's talented and wonderful and awesome. But that said, I have been kind of like fly on the wall hanging out in a lot of Facebook Fiverr groups for the past year, um, mostly because we did a panel on Fiverr at Evocation mm. one year. And I wanted to just kind of educate myself about the platform because there's so many voice actors that are on that platform. I can tell you from looking in those groups that there are a lot of people earning very decent money on Fiverr mm. from my, from, I mean, anecdotal, I suppose, but there are as many people earning a decent amount of money as there are on any of the pay to play sites. Yeah. It's probably the same percentage I would imagine. So yes, there are people like Alice who is at the top, but there are lots of people who are up there with her. And then there are people who are in the middle and there are people who are at the bottom. And if you started on Fiverr a few years back, you're probably closer to the top because you started when there were fewer voice actors. If you start now, there are tons of voice actors on there. So it's less likely that you will earn a lot of money now than it was a few years ago. But I, I don't think she is as 
exceptional in her earning, as a lot of people think. And the establishment in voiceover establishment, it's funny, it's funny even to like think of the people who use online casting sites and who do direct marketing and things like that as establishment because (laughs) that generation of voice actor has only been establishment for like maybe four years. Right, once pariahs and now establishment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. They don't hang out in the Fiverr groups and the Fiverr people, the people who are on Fiverr don't want to be in our other groups because they feel attacked. Yeah. When they join the groups, they say like, hey, guys, so I got this client on Fiverr and and immediately the entire thread is full of don't go on Fiverr. How could you go on Fiverr? You personally are ruining the voiceover industry by being on that platform. And I really, with all my heart, I have said this a bunch of times. I do not believe voice actors are the reason why you see lower rates for some jobs. And in fact, in the 10 years that I have been a voice actor, rates have stayed pretty much the same. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. Fiverr's been around for a long time now. This is not theoretical what we're talking about. You know, the effect would have happened by now had it been the definitive reason for rates doing a certain thing. They haven't plummeted, at least in my experience. In my experience, they have not. To say that it had no impact would not be true either. But for clients that have big budgets, work through a production company, hire through agents or casting directors, you know, those kind of gigs still exist. You know, a big company does not want to go to Fiverr and get their, get a talent from Fiverr to voice their national broadcast commercial campaign. Well, because when you're doing a national TV commercial, that's like going to Tiffany's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to propose and even within Tiffany's you can buy a ring that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars and you can buy an engagement ring for $1500 yeah. if you want. <laughs> you know, it's um I I just I I hate having conflict with people. Mm. I hate it. It eats at my soul it makes me feel terrible and then the other thing is like paul paul just posted that his father-in-law died who he was really close to and i just i want to i want to give him a hug i don't want to tear him down mm. and the fact that he chose today to not only publicly call me out on Facebook, but then also bring Nava into it mm. without ever talking to me is just, that's not the the friend that I know. That's not the colleague that I know. And um, it just makes me feel really sad. Mm. Uh, the other thing, let me just talk about Nava for a second. Nava is the greatest organization I have ever been a part of for voiceover. And I've been a part of a lot of things. We, Tim Friedlander and I work hours and hours and hours and hours for free with our board of advisors, with our board of directors, um, in meetings with AI companies, in 
uh, you know, contract discussions with lawyers so that we can add the AI synthetic voice contract writer so that we have something for people to send out. We spent hours and hours and hours trying to figure out how we could possibly offer health insurance as an association. We were trying to be there at conferences. We're trying to do all of this stuff so that we have a unified voice and a place for people to come when they have questions and an organization that can have the ear of SAG-AFTRA and or like any of these big AI companies so that they can go to a place and say, what do voice actors want? Oh, here's a big group of voice actors and their board of directors or yeah, advisory board is full of people from every place of the industry, union and non-union, every single genre that exists. We think that this is a pretty representative sample of what we want, of what voice actors want. So let's listen to these people. That's what NAVA is for. And me saying something about Fiverr has nothing to do with NAVA. No. Nothing. And if you asked every single one of our advisory board members, they would probably each have a different opinion about Fiverr. Yeah. I was not there as a representative of NAVA. I speak for myself, but I will say as a rule that NAVA supports all voice actors. Yeah. And choosing not to discriminate against certain voice actors, just to put a fine point on this, is not endorsing any particular organization, group or anything. You know, it is choosing. You're just simply saying we're not discriminating against people who work on Fiverr. That's all that you are really saying in terms of advocating or, to quote Paul, shining shit. It isn't shining shit, <laughs> you know. I'm not trying to shine shit. What I'm trying to do, my, my main goal is for people not to feel like they don't belong. Yeah. I don't want any talent who is on Fiverr to feel like they are not a voice actor and don't deserve to be part of this community. And yes, let's talk about Fiverr with them. Let's talk about why, you know, there are other platforms that pay them more and that are better respected. And But I don't want people to feel like they are not part of this community and not a voice actor, because they are. They're doing voiceover for money. Mm. They are doing the same job that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and that you're doing and that all of us are doing and they should not be made to feel like they are not worthy, especially because that's how people made me feel. Yeah. When 100%. I started. Yeah. Because I was on Voices.com, mm. people made me feel like I was not a, a worthy voice actor to be in this industry. And that was a horrible feeling. And I basically had to join. I had to start my own groups on Facebook. <laughs> So th with people that and I had to curate things very well in my Facebook groups to make sure that people were not tearing each other apart because we we have to stand together. We have to stand together as voice actors. If we do not, then we're just going to be taken over by <laughs> robots. <laughs> Probably be taken over by robots anyway. Yeah. But at least we have at least we have some standards and at least we have education and at least we can come together as a community and decide what is important to us. And if a lot of people say, you know, they don't like Fiverr, let's talk about it. 
but let's not shun thousands of people who are doing the job that we're doing. Yeah. That was my point.